Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, Church of God in Christ, where we believe in encouraging, empowering, and equipping people to live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us now as we enter into our worship experience. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you and your life. Appreciate God for all the things that He has done for how he has kept us and how he's provided for us. Hallelujah. And you guys, there was a little hymn that came to my mind. I wish you'd help me. Hallelujah. The old folks started it. And I don't know if the young people know it. Hallelujah. But I believe you'll catch it. it says, I don't know what I would do without the Lord. I don't know what I would do without the Lord. I don't know what I would do without the Lord. When I what the Lord has done for me. I don't know what I would do without the Lord. I know you're masked up, but open your mouth anyway and help me. I don't know what I would do my testimony on today. today for God has been God has been good to us God has been good to me hallelujah I acknowledge him for that hallelujah I want to submit my life to him so that I can give back to him David said what shall I render to the Lord for all of his blessings hallelujah glory to God Jesus, at the very least I could do is offer up sacrifices unto his name. Thank you, Jesus. 
lift up the name of Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Bibles, I want to go quickly to the word of the Lord. In the book of Genesis, the 12th chapter, like to direct your attention to the first eight verses there a somewhat familiar passage to to most but I want to go very quickly and share uh, with you what I believe the Lord would have us uh, share and this will really be a time of, of, of challenge and hopeful inspiration that you will receive this as a word from the Lord, not to necessarily criticize us, but to realize, hallelujah, how much can still be accomplished through the service that you would give unto the Lord. Genesis chapter 12, ver verse 1, I invite you to read along with me. But it reads, now the Lord said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred. And from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make thee a great nation. And I will bless thee. And I will make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. And I will curse them that curse thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram, when and Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarah, or Sarai at that particular time, his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan and into the land of Canaan they came. I wanna say that one more time. They had stopped over in Haran, but the Bible says that, that after they had stayed there a while and gotten all that they could get there, one individuals apparently uh, and took with them into the land of Canaan and they made their destination into Canaan. And Abram passed, verse 6, through the land unto the place of Shechem, unto the plain of Moray, and the Canaanite was in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord, who appeared unto him. And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west. Hai on the east and there he built an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. The word of the Lord 
is blessed. I probably could have stopped earlier in that passage, uh, but I wanted, I want to go back and take out of uh, this particular lesson from verse 4 where it says, And Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him, and Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. The word of the Lord is blessed. I want to pray, but just before I pray, would you share uh, my topic, my thought with somebody that's near you? And I say near you because you got a mask on and they won't be able to hear you. If you're at home and you don't have a mask on and you can holler throughout the entire house, just yell out to somebody and tell them you've come too far, come too far. To, stop now. to stop now. All right. You've come too far to stop now. Let's pray. Precious Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you. We bless you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your goodness, for your loving kindness, your tender mercies. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for you've established already in your word. God, and we just believe that it's true and we pray that we would be able to embrace your word, oh God, and internalize it and allow it, oh God, to gain traction in our hearts, our minds, and the things that we do. You said in your word that he that has begun a good work in us shall perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. In other words, you won't get us halfway and quit. Hallelujah. Won't, you won't take us a part of the way, but that he that has begun the work will see it to completion. Call somebody to know and realize right now that what the Lord has started in you Hallelujah. He's able to perform it and to complete it. Encourage hearts today. Hallelujah. Establish yourself strong in our, our hearts and our minds, Lord. Cause us, oh God, to ultimately do the things, God, that would bring your name honor, glory, and praise in the name of Jesus. God, and we'll be careful to be a witness for you and let the world know what a great God you are. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and ask these things. We say, thank you, Lord. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. Some of us have an idea that when we're pursuing uh, the will of God and the presence of God, that uh, when God gives this kind of of a word when he sends out this kind of message when he begins to tug at your heartstrings that for the most part he is just seeking after young people and we may look at those that are under 30 okay the teens the college students the the young couples uh, and find ourselves thinking yes the future belongs to these young people. And I want to stop right here and I want to encourage you wherever you are, especially as if you're a young individual. You're an individual, I won't say, uh, because these days, and I probably should have updated this just a little bit, but maybe those under 40. Hallelujah. I will consider certainly you to be, be young people. And God certainly has called the young because they are strong. He wants us not just to be uh, uh, examples of holiness in word, but certainly in deed. Hallelujah. We have the ability. You have a responsibility to your generation. 
to be an example to your generation, to be an ambassador for Christ to your generation. Nobody can win your generation better than you can win your generation. And while this may be true, it's also interesting to see that when God reached down, as according to this particular passage of scripture, when he reached down uh, in his grace and would pick out a man to actually become an example of walking by faith and not by sight, glory to God, hallelujah, that would be an example unto him for generations to come that he could make this kind of declaration to, he selected a man that was already 75 years old. Watch out, watch out. And it wasn't the last time that God would, would, would demonstrate that it doesn't matter how old you are, when he gets ready to use you, he can use you. My Bible declares that Moses was 80 years old when he led the children of Israel out of Egypt. Caleb led a military offensive for the Lord Jesus when he was 85. And when you read in the book of Haggai, hallelujah, the prophet, he was at least 90 years old when he gave his most powerful prophetic message to the rebuilding of the temple. Don't get me wrong. There is certainly ample place for young people. As a matter of fact, I was in a conversation just a week, less than a week ago, and we were talking about the church and how important it is for the church to be diversified and be represented well at every age group. And so we need every age group to be represented. We need young people to be going out into the highways, into the hedges, middle-aged people to go into the highways, into the hedges, senior citizens, huh? Gloria, you need to be picking up the phone you might not be able to walk and march but you are good on the phone to win your particular generation and so there's nothing wrong uh, uh, with, with, with wherever you are God has ample space and place for you at every age regardless of how old or young you are as a matter of fact when Jesus got ready to select the 12 disciples one of them, John, was only about 17 or 18 years old. Hallelujah. And at least half of the rest of them were under 30. Here's the bottom line. There's a place for you no matter what your age. There's a place for you no matter what your gender. There's a place for you, hallelujah, no, no matter what's in your past because God is not overly concerned with where you've been. He's concerned about where he wants you to go. And the prophet Joel put it this way, that in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Your old men and women shall dream dreams. Your young men and women shall see visions. And so I've got something for everybody to do. And so my admonishment to you, regardless of who you are, what you've done, where you've been, is don't write yourself out of the program of God. Don't ever suppose 
that you've gotten to a place where God might be finished with you, where God has set you aside, put you out to pasture. Don't ever assume huh, that God's will for you, glory to God, uh, hallelujah, is for somebody else and not for you. Listen, if I believe that if God was finished with us, that there would be absolutely no need for us to be assembled in this place. There would be no need for you to be viewing wherever you're viewing from. If you're still here, if you're still breathing, if you have life, God still has something for you to do. And I believe through the power of the Holy Ghost that God is going to bring these things to pass. Don't presume uh, to remove yourself from the development that God would have you be in simply because of who you are. Don't allow your age to become an impediment to you or what phase of life that you're in or even if you haven't yet committed your way to the Lord to the extent that you believe that God would have you commit yourself. Don't believe for a moment, hallelujah, that just because you're not all the way in that God is not still working with you. Hallelujah. God doesn't give up on a project the way we give up on projects. God stays there and he sees it through. He continues to work with us through our insufficiencies, through our issues, our problems. Because when he calls us, when he puts his hand on us, hallelujah, the word of the Lord says, you have not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you. And if I ordained you, I'm going to equip you. I'm going to empower you to do my will. About the time you reach the middle of years, we sometimes have a tendency to begin to start thinking, well, you know, I've uh, kind of squandered my, my, my younger years and life is passing me by and my course is pretty much set. I may as well uh, uh, not worry about trying to get any closer to the Lord. I've messed up so bad. I've squandered so many years. I may as well just ride this out. Uh, hallelujah. But I'm here to tell you who told you. Hallelujah, that what you have right now, where you are right now, was all that God intended for you. Do you not know that God still has a plan for you? And many of you haven't even sought the Lord to the degree that you need to in order to really find out what is the will of God for my life. How can you or I predict what doors of opportunity are going to be open unto us? What, what opportunities to serve God uh, is going to be presented to us? Uh, hallelujah. Perhaps in the next year or the next month or the next week. Maybe not. May, maybe God is getting ready to do something on tomorrow. Hallelujah. And you are trying to figure out whether or not you want to give your life to the Lord. Whether or not you want to serve God to the degree that you might. I just ask you, is there anything that's too hard for God? Is there any limitation to what God can do in your personal life? Are there, are, are there some issues in your life that God can't break through? We still testify that God can save from the uttermost, uh, to, from the guttermost to the uttermost. Uh, and God can use anybody at any time, anywhere, because he's God. Yeah. 
you and I simply have a responsibility to pursue the will of God. And I would encourage you to pursue the will of God every day. Every day. Wherever you are on this journey called life, continue, uh, hallelujah, to, to pursue and to know what it is that God would have us to do. David said in his word, what shall I render unto God for all of his benefits toward me? I believe that God is saying to us on today, hallelujah, don't pull up short of God's destination for your life. Uh, hallelujah. Would you just yell across the room and tell somebody, don't pull up short. You've come too far. Hallelujah. To stop this. The Bible says here that, that terror, hallelujah, starts out, and you may not have read that part, but just let me fill in the blanks. Terror was Abraham's dad. And he took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, and Abram's wife Sarai and they pulled up stakes left their home in Ur and Abraham and his family were leaving actually a scene of which they have had some great success but God doesn't care about where you are, what you think about where you are. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to know that if you follow the plan of God, God will take you higher. God will take you farther than you are right now. And so they left family and friends and neighbors behind. Abraham walked away probably from business deals. Sarah perhaps had given up teaching harp lessons and, and, and working in the ladies' lounge the, with the ladies' lodge. She had given up her position in the Department of Women Ministry and certainly had given up the very thought and the idea of being able to hit up all of the local malls. <laughs> It was truly a commendable beginning. After all, I believe the hardest part of going on and taking on such a journey might very well be the cutting away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, of what you have actually left behind. I would imagine that traveling that first day was very difficult because, you know, when you're traveling on foot like that, you can still see what you left behind. And it becomes difficult to keep on going when you realize, hallelujah, and you're thinking, hallelujah, of all that that you have left behind. But one of the things I want to say about God, hallelujah, and I'm a living witness, hallelujah, anything that God allows you to lose, anything that God allows, hallelujah, to be taken away from you, if God don't have any plans on using it, don't worry about it. God will give you back equal or greater even when you're only a day's journey away the temptation is always to turn around to change your mind to go back not to continue to keep moving forward go on home get back to the familiar get back to where you where, where you feel, felt some degree of security and so they leave Ur and they, they finally make it as far as Haran. There are, for whatever reasons, um, 
their, their journey is stalled there. And the scripture makes reference to the fact that they settled down there for a while. We're not sure exactly how long they stayed there. There are some commentaries that would suggest that they stayed there for about five years, others all the way up to 15 years. But the Bible says they went out from Ur to the land of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. And they came to Haran and dwelt there. It sounds like they have gotten off to a good start, like many of us get off to a good start. But how many people know that, 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 that you can't afford to get halfway? As a matter of fact, the, the old people used to sing a song, hallelujah, I'm trying to make a hundred. Because even 99 and a half won't do. And so God is not, not, not satisfied when we go part the way with him and somehow get stuck, hallelujah, rather than going on to the place that God has already predestined that we should go. And so, 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 so it sounds like they've gotten off to a good start, but they have not finished. And, and sure, Haran was a quite a ways away from uh, from Ur where they started but it was it was it was far enough to be away from Ur so that you might forget but it was still not far and not close enough hallelujah to the place Canaan where God had promised them Haran lies somewhere in the neighborhood of about 500 miles from Ur but Canaan was about 800 miles away in total. And so they've gone a little bit more than half the way. They've gone five-eighths of the way. And the Bible declares that Abraham's father, Terah, who set out to go with them to Canaan, and the rest of the family uh, got as far as Haran, but never makes it to Canaan. As a matter of fact, the Bible records that he died in Haran. And the scripture doesn't tell us even why they stopped. But just allow me, if you would, uh, allow me to speculate just a little bit, just based on what I've read about this particular family. Uh, uh, Terah perhaps may have found out once he had traveled those 500 miles uh, because of his age that he just didn't feel like going any further. Perhaps he had found something there in Iran that had attracted his attention. Uh, the moon god was worshipped by both those individuals in her in Ur and Haran. And it was said that he was sort of an idolatrous individual and he may have, have become for, uh, comfortable with serving the, the God uh, uh, that, that was worshipped there that the idols also worshipped. And to allow my mind to go a little bit further, he may have bumped into some old cronies. <laughs> And decided, you know what, I'm not going to go any farther, Abraham. I'm good right here. And I just believe that in, that in talking even about uh, Terah, 
that I believe I have deduced from the word of God that, uh, that be, when he died there, Abraham, Sarah, and Lot, for whatever reason, were able to get back on track and resume their journey to Canaan. I don't think for a moment that God held that against Terah. I don't, I don't believe that he's going to hell because he didn't make it all the way to Canaan. Many of us fall short of what God really wants to do for us. We're saved, glory to God, but we don't go as far as God wants us to go. And so we don't realize God's best for us because we get to a point to where we settle. I believe what this passage in here simply suggests is that he never arrived at the place where God really wanted him to be. He started out, but he never got there. He went halfway to the promised land. He went halfway to God's possibilities. He went halfway to completing his destination. He went halfway of being able to uh, uh, realize complete deliverance. He went halfway, hallelujah, of realizing the destiny that God had established for him. I don't know, there might be somebody here that I'm talking to or might be talking to you that you are gotten to a place to where you become comfortable with where you are. You're not where God wants you to be Hallelujah, but you have gotten allowed yourself to get comfortable where you are. And I want to encourage somebody on today to not settle for 50%. When God is saying, I want you to have it all. I, I need to talk to somebody that's ravenous for life. That realizes that getting halfway of what God has promised still leaves uh, an emptiness somewhere that's unfulfilled. Uh, because God said in his word, according to John chapter 10, that the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but that I am come uh, that you might have life and live it to the fullest extent possible. How sad it would be to die before ever having lived first. Or to stand before God one day only to realize how different my life could have been if I had wholeheartedly given my life to the service of God and pursued earnestly with passion the will of God. See, the easiest thing to do in the world, glory to God, hallelujah, is to go as far as other folk around you, mother. Hallelujah. When God has called you to be great, you can't settle for good. Good might be okay for some, but I believe God is calling us to a higher place of praise, a higher place of service. Because some folk will stop when others stop, quit when others quit, be satisfied with what others are satisfied with. 
hallelujah, to allow some setbacks. What setbacks? Everybody gets setbacks. Uh, some heartbreak. Uh, hallelujah. And I realize that heartbreak will come sooner or later. But you've got to know, hallelujah, within yourself that your heart is fixed uh, and your mind is made up. That it doesn't matter what gets away. It only matters what I have left. And I need to use that that I have left to glorify God. Because people around you may not feel what you feel. They might not have the same unction that you have. They're not getting the same tap on the back. Hallelujah, that you're getting. They're not getting the same push that you're getting. Hallelujah, because God is trying to push you into something more. And you can't afford to settle. Because it's the Lord we must answer to. He's the one that knows your beginning from your end. Hallelujah. Nobody said that it would be easy. But you got to keep on going even when the going gets tough. Sometimes we get too comfortable with a familiar place. Even in salvation, we grow to a certain degree. And that place becomes comfortable and we don't want to stay. And God is trying to urge us and prompt us to come on up a little bit higher. Hallelujah. Go from faith to faith. Go from glory to glory. But you say, God, no, I'm comfortable right here. And so what God has to do is God has to send trouble sometimes in your life to get you to move hallelujah because there's so much more to God I believe for Tabernacle of Praise Church and the reason I believe that some of you if not all of you are here right now is because God is saying I've taken you through the worst I'm getting ready to stir up the gift on the inside of you hallelujah that I deposited there so get ready because I'm coming to make a deposit make a withdrawal to use those things that I've put on the inside of you so that you might impact the world that's around you to influence your community to advance the kingdom of God even as a pastor I'll confess to you I don't get everything right but the one thing that I do hallelujah I continue to pursue after God I tell God I didn't get that quite right but here I am straighten me out hallelujah fix me up keep me going I needed a pit stop so I could change the tires so I could change something so I could keep going I'm still trying to improve my serve I'm still hallelujah wanting to be even more anointed uh, than I am right now because I believe, I believe that there's more for me. There's more for you. And many times we get off to a good start with God. We learn the importance of worshiping God. Hallelujah. We begin to understand the significance of being faithful and being supportive of ministry and, and even to the point of where we somehow manage to faithfully give tithes. But I want to say to somebody that's, that, that has become satisfied and comfortable with existing. Existing is easy. Living takes work. Hallelujah. Living takes strength. 
and, and, and what was going on in Canaan, hallelujah, I believe that the word as you begin to read was sickening, hallelujah, was a stench in God's nostrils. He had given the land of Canaan to his people. He had prepared it, but there were giants in the land. There were Canaanites in the land, Hittites in the land. There was all kind of folk, hallelujah, glory to God. And so what God needed was somebody to stand up in faith and say for God I live and for God I'll die nothing shall separate me from the, the love of God and so what God does like he's doing right now that in the midst of darkness in the midst of sin and chaos God begins to call his people to himself and say, I want you to go into a bad place. I want you to go into a sin-sick place. I want you to go into depravity. And I want the light of the gospel to shine through your life. Don't just be satisfied with what we get from God. At some point, you've got to be a giver. At some point, you've got to be a servant. And so Abraham, walking in the Lord's will, found himself squarely in the center of a, of a culture that was an abomination to God. And that's why it's always been God's intention for the redeemed of the Lord. Hallelujah. The blameless of the Lord. The holiness uh, of those, uh, hallelujah, that he would call out of darkness into this marvelous light to get to the point that they would avail themselves. Uh, hallelujah. That they would seek God. Uh, that they would walk closely with God. Uh, hallelujah. So that they represent uh, God in, the, in, in true holiness without fault to actually make a difference in a perverse and crooked generation that we might let our light so shine before men that they would see our good works uh, that they would see our good works that they would see our good works uh, and glorify the father which is in heaven uh, hallelujah you might think uh, what a horrible place to live uh, in for the Lord uh, glory to God but just let me say uh, that even in, the, in spite uh, of what we see in scripture uh, I just want to say uh, hallelujah that today everything might be different uh, but nothing has changed uh, and everything may have changed uh, but nothing is different uh, it's still the same old pharaoh uh, it's still the same old devil uh, hallelujah he may have new tricks but it's still the same guy hallelujah that we're fighting against uh, and so God is still calling for people that will stand before him uh, in the middle of dark days uh, in the middle of a godless generation uh, hallelujah Hallelujah, and say for God I live and for God I'll die saying God I want to be used by you I want you to speak through me I want to live a life hallelujah that you can be proud of to make a difference hallelujah glory to God when the scripture says that, that now the Lord said unto Abraham get thee out of your country country in this text suggests that we would get out of the familiar and sometimes God has to start making it uncomfortable for us so that we might get to the point to where we depend on him 
Hallelujah. Glory to God to where we trust uh, in the Lord. Sometimes God has to send pestilence uh, into the land. He has to send trouble uh, your way that knocks on your door to get your attention. Uh, hallelujah. He's had to send to the church world a pandemic uh, just so we would go back to praying and seeking God's face. I'm not sure. You know where we're going, but I believe that God has already ordered our steps. And so God is, is calling, hallelujah, for a commitment. And I believe that that commitment is exclusive to each and every one of us, not just for a few. And so there's a promise, however, that goes with those of us that would be willing to obey God. And God uses Abraham as an example. And he says a few things to Abraham in the beginning so that Abraham would be encouraged and inspired, hallelujah, to go through what he had to go through in order to get to where he had to get to. And he speaks something wonderful, hallelujah, about uh, about what he was going to do. And I believe that the Lord's, is, is his word is true to each and every one of us because God never calls us into something. He never calls you and me to step out of the darkness that we're in, to step out of melancholy, to step out of being halfway and half-hearted without saying what he is going to do for us. Hallelujah. If we'll do this for him. The Lord will always call you to build uh, upon your commitment to him uh, before he releases to you what he's going to do for you. And so what matters more than anything else at this point is our obedience to the will of God. Because our obedience to the will of God uh, has an effect on us, uh, hallelujah, that we'll never come into the full understanding of. Uh, the Bible specifically mentions uh, that when Abraham finally answered, hallelujah, Sarah and Lot, and a tribe of people, glory to God, were willing to go along with him. And so when you say yes to the Lord, uh, you won't have to go by yourself. Uh, when you say yes, I'll do it, uh, God will make provision uh, so that you'll be encouraged and blessed and inspired. The alarming thing about your response, my response, to the call of the summons of God, hallelujah, on our lives, is in many cases we won't know where we're going to go. Because God doesn't, he doesn't call you and then share a blueprint with you of how your life is going to go. And I get it. I understand. Because if God showed us everything, we wouldn't go. And so he has to deal with us, Deacon Dawkins. He has to deal with us in, in commercials. He just gives us a preview of a coming attraction. Hallelujah. He can't tell us everything because it'll overwhelm us. But, but if we fail to do it, if we fail to obey, if we, if we fail to resist, then we won't be able to understand the fullness of what God 
uh, uh, wants for us. And so Abraham, the Bible says that, that, that he started out and they got stopped. They got, they got the hamstrung in Haran. But when Terah died, uh, something happened on the inside of Abraham. Uh, and Abraham decided, I'm going to go on to Canaan. And so the Lord tells him, he says, I guess he remembered what the Lord said. And the Lord said several things to him. And let me just rehearse it in your hearing. And I just believe that some way, somehow we can translate it to our own lives. He first tells him, he says, I will make thee a great nation. And when God took him away from his own people, he promised Abraham that he would make him the head of another. He was a member of one. But God said, if you do what I said to do, I'll make you the head of another. I'll take you from the, 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 the back row to the front row. I'll take you from obscurity to notoriety. Hallelujah. If you'll do what I tell you to do. And so he cut him off from being a branch connected to a wild olive in order to make him the root of his own olive tree. And so God will, will he, he, God will use you to turn the curses of your family into a blessing. Somebody needs to hear me right there. That God will use you to turn your entire family. And in some cases, maybe even a community all the way around because God wants to change your name. And God wants to change your course. And I believe that God wants to change your family's reputation. He tells Abraham, I'll not only make you a great nation, I'll bless you. I'll bless you. I'll bless them that bless you. I'll cause other people to bless you. And if somebody curses you, woe be unto them. Hallelujah. I, I will make you to stand out. I will increase you in fruitfulness. I will increase you in righteousness. I will be with you. I will favor you. Glory to God when you come. Hallelujah. Against opposition. Don't worry. Just be obedient to me. Leave the place of sin. Leave the place of disobedience. Leave the place of doubt and fear. And I will bless you with more than you left behind. Amen. Says, I'll make your name great. Yeah. Abraham at that time doesn't even have a child. And God is talking to him about what he's getting ready to do. He's 75 years old. He's really past his prime. And God started talking to him about his future. Yeah. Say, I'll make your name great. But God is saying to somebody here, just trust me and I'll make your name greater than you can ever imagine. The name of obedient believers shall certainly be celebrated and celebrated by friends, celebrated by family, even your community. He says also that thou shall be a blessing. Now, that's the part I like because Elder Washington, it suggests that I'll bless you to the point to where there'll be overflow. Can somebody say overflow? 
I won't just bless you with enough. I'll bless you with more than enough so that you'll be a blessing to somebody else. That your life is a blessing to those that you come in contact with. Wherever you go, you will be a blessing. Hallelujah. I went to a place just the other day on Friday. Hallelujah. And everybody was celebrating me. I hadn't done anything. But some way, somehow, somebody had said something good about me. And so everybody started believing there was something good on the inside of me. Your life will be a blessing to those that you come in contact with. That's why it's important for you to learn how to serve. Learn how to give rather than to just get. I will bless them that bless you. I curse them that curse you. God promised to be a friend to your friends. Ah, Bless the name of the Lord. I'll be kind to those that will be kind to you. God will take care, hallelujah, of of those that don't care about you. He'll take care of all your losers. You just need to run for God. You just need to stay, hallelujah, in the service of the Lord. And then he says, and I'm going to close. He says, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. We were talking about this. Trying to talk about it in Sunday school. Brother Kyle, folk know the story of Abraham. His first child was Ishmael that was born to him by handmaid. He wasn't the promised child, hallelujah, but because he was Abraham's seed, he still got blessed. What am I saying? I'm just saying to somebody, you may have made a mistake in your past, but God, when the blessing is on you, hallelujah, he'll cause you to be a blessing to somebody else. He says, I will, all the, 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 the families of the nation of the earth shall be blessed because of you. Isaac was the chosen one, but Ishmael still got blessed. As a matter of fact, if you look around the world today, you'll see just as many of Ishmael's descendants uh, as you'll see of Isaac's descendants. Some may have made a different decision, but God always keeps his promise. Christ is going to be a great blessing to somebody. Hallelujah. He's going to be the, the, the greatest blessing to you that the world has ever seen, that you have ever known. God is saying to us even, and I know we've said it before, but I just believe that it's prophetic today and that eyes haven't seen and ears haven't heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of, of, of them, of you, of the great things that God will do for us because we love him, because we serve him, because we're obedient to the word of God. God is, is a family blesser. Now, I just believe that I know this. I've, I've lived through this, and I realize that I'm not sure how blessed my family was before I came along. But I believe that all of those that are connected to me, including you, you are connected to me. Hallelujah. And I just believe that the oil flows from the head down to the beard, down to the loin, down to the skirts. Hallelujah. It doesn't trickle. The Bible said flows. 
And I just believe that when I'm blessed, you'll be blessed. Uh, when I go up, you go up with me. Uh, a rising tide raises all the boats. Amen. That if you become the kind of ambassador to your family that God is calling for in this last day, hallelujah, others will see him through you and your entire family could possibly be blessed and find salvation simply because of the service that you would give to the Lord because you didn't stop halfway but you continued to walk hallelujah in the beauty of holiness and go as far as God hallelujah is calling you to go would you stand all over the building I want to pray I want to pray for us I'm just believing that God is up to something great we've been through a time and a period of probably lack of uncertainty we've been through periods of where we've suffered loss but I just believe that, that God is in this season is going to begin to show himself strong if we'll just be faithful to the call of God with head bowed Heavenly Father, we come thanking you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the privilege and the opportunity, God, that you continue to afford us to live for you. Thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit, God, that moves in us, that quickens us, that challenges us, oh God, to good works. Thank you, Lord Jesus, God, because we have an example in front of us. And Lord, if you could do it for somebody that wasn't even saved but had faith, God, that you will do it for us. God, continue to bless us. Continue to show us your hand, oh God, that's good upon us. Cause your face, oh God, to be directed toward us. Realizing and knowing that wherever your face is directed, your favor flows. And so cause us, oh God, to always be desirous to know your to know who you are know who we are in you somebody here today somebody that's watching hallelujah wants to know how to draw closer to you but they're not sure exactly how to do that I pray Lord Jesus as we come before you that you would begin to open up their understanding reveal to them God, the love that you have for them, the purpose and the plan that you have for each and every one. God, so that they won't become weary in well-doing. For you said that in due season, if we remain faithful, we shall reap. Hallelujah. If we don't lose heart, I pray today, God, that you would strengthen our hearts, Lord. That you would give us great resolve. Give us the ability, oh God, to bounce back from setbacks. And remain faithful to the call of God. Somebody today, Lord, hallelujah, as we pray. God, they're seeking for you in a new, in a revelatory way. Praying, God, that you would reveal yourself to them now. Cause them to be strengthened and encouraged in this hour, God, by what it is, oh God, that they're hearing, that they're seeing, that they're, that, that's being revealed to them through your spirit. God will be careful always to give your name the glory, the 
honor and the praise. Lord, we ask that you enable us to seize this opportunity in this hour to do great and mighty things, Lord. It's one thing for us to receive great and mighty things that we know not of, but it's a greater thing, oh God, for you to use us so that the things that we would do would be great and mighty. And so we ask, Lord, that you would use these, your people, use this ministry. Let it be an example. Let it be the, the, the light at the heel, oh God, that gives light, hallelujah, to the entire region in the name of Jesus. God, and we'll always be careful to give your name the glory, the honor, all of the praise shall be yours. In Jesus' name we pray. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Before you seat yourself, I just want to extend an opportunity. Somebody that doesn't know the Lord Jesus, but wants to know him in the pardoning of their sins. The word of the Lord says in Romans 10 and 9, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And so because there might be someone here, there might be someone that's viewing, I want to give you an opportunity before we close out to make Jesus your choice. It's simple. You would just pray this prayer with me, with bowed heads. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I repent of my ways. Wash me in your blood and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross just for me and that you were buried. God the Father raised you from the dead on the third day. And right now, Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart to receive you into my heart to be my Lord and personal Savior. And I thank you now. Dear heart, if you have prayed that prayer, we just believe that the Lord has come into your life, that he has saved you. Don't stop right there, but continue to act on that. The word of the Lord says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Continue to grow and go. Encourage you to find a good Bible-believing, spirit-filled church. Hallelujah. Uh, we just believe that God will take you to great, hallelujah, and unthinkable places that you know not of. If you're looking for a church home, don't have one, we invite you to be come here with us at Tabernacle of Praise Church. We'll be more than happy to serve you, serve with you, and certainly provide for you the support that you need to grow and mature. God bless you on today. Thank you so very much for being with us on today. We believe and know and we're praying that the word of the Lord will continue to go forth, that something here will be done, said, shared that will certainly encourage you and build you up in the name of Jesus. We say thank you, Lord, and amen. God bless you. Go with the Lord. Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more info about our church, visit us on our website at www.topchurchlv.com. We hope this message encouraged you to know you can live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us next week for another sermon to uplift your spirit.